Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. I'm Katie Norby. And I'm Janelle Feller. These are the stories of Lisa Marie Young and Anisha Mernon. Lisa Marie Young was the eldest child and only daughter of Don Young and Joanne Martin. Joanne was a member of the Clauquiat First Nations on the west coast of Vancouver Island, British Columbia, Canada, and both of her parents were alumni at a residential school on nearby Mears Island. Lisa was very close to her family. They lived in the town of Nanaimo, British Columbia. Nanaimo is a city in Ferryport on the east coast of Vancouver Island in British Columbia, Canada. In 2016, it had a population of roughly 90,000. Lisa was hardworking and independent. She liked water skiing, swimming, rollerblading, and hanging out with her friends. Dallas Hewley, a friend of Lisa, says she was outgoing, confident, and bubbly. She was someone you noticed right away at a party or a gathering. She just had a light about her. In 2002, Lisa was 21 years old. She was excited to be moving into her own apartment. She was also preparing to start a job at a call center. She had hopes of becoming a TV sports broadcaster. On the night of June 29th, Lisa left her parents' house at 11 p.m. to go to a nightclub with a bunch of friends. She spent part of the night at the club in downtown Nanaimo called The Jungle, later renamed Club 241, where she and several friends celebrated the 21st birthday of friend Dallas Hewley. When the club closed around 2.30 a.m., one of Lisa's friends struck up a conversation with Christopher Adair. He offered them a ride in his red Jaguar to a house party in southern Nanaimo. The group spent about an hour at the first house before moving to a second house party in the Cathars Lake area, about 10 minutes away. Lisa started to get hungry, and Christopher Adair offered to take her to a nearby sandwich shop, which she accepted. Lisa was last seen leaving the party with Adair around 4 a.m. Not long after she left, Dallas Hewley received a phone call from Lisa stating, quote, I don't know what's going on. This guy won't bring me back. We're sitting in a driveway on Bowen Road, and he won't bring me back. I'm bored, and I'm getting pissed off. The final time Lisa contacted Hewley was 4.30 a.m. with a text message that said, Come and get me. They won't let me leave. Lisa's final phone signals were from the Departure Bay area of Nanaimo, a detail that her family was not told about until much later, and they were never told what happened with it. The next day, June 30th, 2002, her parents couldn't get a hold of her. They figured she was just too busy to answer. She was planning on moving out of her apartment and into a new one. They became concerned when her roommate showed up at at their house, wondering where she was, because Lisa had not moved any of her things. Her mother went to the apartment and found Lisa's little black book of phone numbers. She called every number. No one had seen or heard from Lisa since the night before. Her parents called the RCMP detachment in in Nanaimo. The officer told them there isn't much that they can do until she's been missing for 48 hours. An officer came by the house later to ask questions and get a photo of Lisa, but then tells them that he's off until Friday and will get back to them then. That's, it's Monday. This was on Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah. What? What? Nobody else can do that? You can't. Right. 
The RCMP then told them that Lisa's disappearance was being investigated by the Serious Crimes Unit. Men from the Klaukwiat community started searching Nanaimo right away. It would take the RCMP two months before they started actively searching for Lisa. So, um, Lisa is a First Nation right. person. Right. Um, that's part of the reason it took two months right. for them to start. Yep. Absolutely is. That's maddening. It is maddening. And it's, 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 it's criminal. It's criminal. Yep. Christopher Adair was interviewed two months after Lisa disappeared. Adair had a criminal past. He had been convicted of assault, fraud, and theft in Kamloops, British Columbia, Canada. Lisa's mother, Joanne, was able to speak with Adair in a police interrogation room. She was asked to bring photos of Lisa as a child in the hopes of guilt-tripping Adair into confessing. She asked about Lisa's whereabouts, to which he supposedly responded with, I can't. I'm sorry. I don't want to disrespect your family. Authorities will not confirm or deny that this conversation happened. What? So that means there's no record of it. And from what I read, Joanne was the one who reported this that this happened. Joanne. This wasn't Lisa's mom. This wasn't like a rumor that this happened. Joanne was the one who said, I went to the police station. Here's what he told me. Um, but the police... This wasn't an interrogation or a, or a uh, official <clears throat> formal conversation. Right, but the police won't confirm that this is what he said. Well, first of all, do they just let uh, uh, the mother talk to somebody who may be in jail or who, it doesn't sound like he was even in jail. He was not. It was just a conversation. Yep. I don't know. It, it all it's, seems a bit off. It is off. Adair's car, the red Jaguar. Wait, can I, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt again. But Law enforcement had wanted her to bring some pictures of Lisa as a child to guilt him into confessing. Right. So they... It they, happened. They were aware of this. Right. It was unofficial. There was... Well, it was an official. I mean, he went to the police station officially, but then this part they wouldn't the, confirm that Joanne spoke to him or this is what he said. Or what was said during that. From what I gathered, from what I was able to find. Oh. Yeah. Adair's car, the Red Jaguar, belonged to his grandmother, who was a prominent member of the business community in Qualicum Beach, British Columbia. She sold the car during the investigation and threatened to take legal action if her grandson continued to be implicated in Lisa's disappearance. In 2009, unidentified human remains were found in an area north of Nanaimo. Police had promised to warn Lisa's family if something like this had happened, but it was a reporter who told them about the story the night it was supposed to air. The police called a few days later in what they called a courtesy call to let them know it wasn't Lisa. In 2011, Constable Gary O'Brien, media spokesperson for the Nanaimo RCMP, said, quote, through the years we have received hundreds of tips on the car, the male driver, and her whereabouts on the evening of June 30th, 2002. Many of those tips were helpful in our investigation. Now we want to hear from those persons who, for whatever reason, have not contacted us. Someone knows what happened to her, and that time to call is now, unquote. That's nine years later. <sighs> yeah. Your, your memory gets foggy. Right, right. After two months, but much less nine years. Yep. 
Over the years, Lisa's family have endured rumors and late-night calls from what they call crazy people. One at 2 a.m. from someone saying that they were moving Lisa's body right now. Lisa's mother's health deteriorated, deteriorated after she disappeared. Her family believes it was due to the stress of not knowing what happened to Lisa. Joanne discovered her kidneys had failed and needed a transplant. She also suffered from hypertension. She would spend four hours, four times a week, hooked up to a dialysis machine. Sadly, in 2017, Joanne passed away. Lisa's aunt and Joanne's sister, Carol Frank, revealed that Joanne tried to hide her and Lisa's First Nation ancestry from the, from the public out of the fear that Lisa would be assumed to be a sex worker, alcohol or drug addict, or living on the streets. Lisa's family never learned where the driver of the Jaguar, Christopher Adair, claims to have dropped Lisa off. Police called the case a complex investigation and couldn't disclose facts that would pre prejudice the ongoing investigation. No charges have ever been filed against Adair. He is considered a person of interest. The RCMP believed that Lisa was met with foul play. Dallas Hewley, the last person to hear from Lisa, died on March 25, 2018. He was walking along British Columbia Highway A19 with a friend at 1 a.m. when he stepped into the northbound lane to retrieve something he dropped, only to be struck by a car. The driver did not see him, and when she did, she didn't have time to stop. He was 38 years old. The investigation into Lisa Young's disappearance continues. In 2018, the family met with the RCMP's Major Crimes Unit, who brought a binder with more than 800 tips related to the case. Christopher Adair has also been tracked by police over the years, but still, no charges have been filed. Lisa Marie Young was 21 years old when she went missing in 2002. She is described as Native American, 5'4 and 115 pounds. She has long, dark brown hair and brown eyes. She has a tattoo on her right arm of a band of flowers with a heart in the middle. She was last seen wearing a black skirt, black top, black high boots, and a silver hoop necklace. If you have any information about Lisa Young's disappearance and or whereabouts, please call the RCMP of Nanaimo at 1-250-754-2345. One other thing that I wanted to mention, um, according to the CBC News in Canada, it was reported that in 2016, the activists working for Walk for Justice initiative started collecting names of indigenous women and girls who were missing or murdered. They stopped counting at 4,232 in Canada alone. And that was in 2016. We're in 2020. And just in Canada. Yeah. And I think that the United States has, has about 1,000 more than that. Um, And I just read a statistic today about um, the people, Native American women who have gone missing in the United States. Um, they make up 6.7% of the population, but when it comes to missing, they make up 26% of the, uh, of um, all the missing of all missing are Native um. American of descent, and that's in the United mm -hmm. States. But I think that those things are, are, it's reflective of Canada too. Right. And I think that it's only because she's Native American that that didn't get searched in a, and they didn't have to say she was Native American. She had, um, she was from a certain area. She had long dark hair, dark eyes. Um, yeah. It's, it's immoral. Yeah. It's, it should be illegal. Um, RCMP just 
law enforcement of any kind in the United States or in Canada not following up on a missing person call, of not following up on a missing person call in a timely manner should be illegal. Right. Just as it's illegal for them to respond um, aggressively in a car stop. It's, right. It's just should be illegal not to, not to follow up and for two months. Two months. Everything's lost. Yep. Yeah, and I, I couldn't find anywhere. I mean, it says, I, I found that the family wasn't, was never told where this Christopher Adair said that he dropped her off at. It still has not been mentioned anywhere. And that's because of a powerful grandmother. Right. Because sometimes that stuff still carries through yeah. uh, the, the um, power of a name or money. Right. Right, and again, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter who you are or who you're related to. This is that was just one more thing that makes this whole case maddening. Maddening. I just don't even know what to say. It's it's upsetting. But when we look at cases specifically involving Native American women or First Nation women, uh, we haven't done a lot of stories on First Nation women, but um, there seems to be a lack of proper effort put into the investigation and seriousness and, lack of seriousness yep, that's taking taken. it seriously yeah. that that they're a runaway or they're a this or they're a label right they're an addict they're um the mother knew mm-hmm. that though this girl doesn't seem like she was anything no she had wasn't. any of those concerns no. No. but she knew she would be labeled yeah she would be um because because yeah and as a result women of First Nation or Native American descent are victimized at a higher level than anyone else. My story this week is about Anisha Mernon. Anisha Catherine Mernon went by the name Duffy. She was 38 years old and she had worked as a preschool teacher. She lived in the Main Tree Apartments, a supported housing complex on Main Street and Lee Drive in Homer, Alaska. Homer is located on the Kenai Peninsula, about 218 miles southwest of Anchorage. It has a population of 5,000 and is known as the halibut fishing capital of the world. There is one road going in and out of Homer, and that is Sterling Highway. On October 17, 2019, Anisha had a 1 o'clock appointment at the SCT Health and Wellness Clinic on the East End Road, which is about a mile from her apartment. She didn't drive, so she walked everywhere that she went. An image of Anisha was caught on the camera as she left the apartment building at about 12.15. Anisha never made it to her appointment. Anisha was almost six feet tall with dark hair. She was painfully shy, but loved working with children. Tella Batcher, a childhood friend, said that Duffy loved kids and toddlers in a way that only parents and saints do. She didn't have a lot of friends, but she was well known in her community. Her mother, Sarah Berg, claimed that they were each other's best friends. Anisha had taught in Honduras, Australia, and at a Montessori school in Seattle, Washington. She enjoyed her own company and was a prolific reader. Two days after her disappearance on October 19th, a silver alert was sent out for Anisha. A silver alert is for an adult considered to be a vulnerable person. In 2014, Anisha had a nervous breakdown. At that time, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. 
Anisha showed no signs of being in a manic state at the time of her disappearance. She was searching for new housing and had partially completed job applications in her home at the time of her disappearance. She also had plans to vacation in Alamos, Mexico with friends in December. This isn't the behavior of someone who was going to run away or leave. Right. The weekend after Anisha went missing, a team of search and rescue dogs were brought in from the North Paw Canine in Anchorage. They followed her scent from the apartment building on Main Street and down Pioneer Avenue. The dogs stopped in front of Homer's jeans and indicated that the scent stopped in the middle of the road. This usually means that the person was picked up by a vehicle. This was ver verified by another dog and handler. The dog searched the area to see if she'd been picked up and dropped off again nearby. Anisha's mother, Sarah, and stepfather, Edberg, hired Matt Haney, a private investigator, to search for her. She was never found. Anisha Duffy Mernon was wearing a light blue shirt, blue jacket, and blue jeans the last time that she was seen. She wore glasses and was carrying a pink and black plaid purse with a wallet, cell phone, and ID card. She may or may not have had her passport with her. Anisha stands 5'11 and weighs 160 pounds. She had shoulder-length brown hair and blue eyes. There is a $10,000 reward for information leading to Anisha's return. If you have information about Anisha Mernon, call the Homer Police Department at 907-235-3150 or Crime Stoppers at 907-283-8477. So you mentioned that the security camera at the apartment caught her leaving. Right. Were there any other cameras that caught her walking or anything? It doesn't sound like it. And though this is just in 2019, right. um, Homer is a town of 5,000. Sure. So maybe they're, they're just... So it's a very small town. Sure. It's a very small town. And, um, um, you know, and apparently there wasn't a lot of, a lot of security cameras. Yeah. And um, nobody saw her or said that they saw her walking or well I, I mean I not that it was reported sure. but um, nobody saw her to get into a vehicle and right. and they figure that that she knew the person sure that sure. she was familiar with them because she probably wouldn't have gotten into a vehicle somebody she didn't know right um, and do we know how far away? she was from home when the dogs, I mean, when the dogs picked up her scent, how far was that from her home? Uh, they didn't say specifically, okay. but it sounds like, um, you know, the clinic was a mile away. Sure. So it's somewhere in between there, but it doesn't sound like it was actually very far. She, her house was on Main Street, and um, it didn't sound like it was very far. Okay. But, and it's probably fair to say that uh that it wasn't, it wasn't a, a vehicle, a, a, an unusual vehicle, um, an ordinary vehicle, which right. would have stood out. Yeah. It was October. I would say that that's not a high, a peak tourist season. And um, so it was, it was, um, it wasn't a person that stood out. It wasn't a vehicle that stood out. Uh, somebody stopping in the middle of the road in a small town, you know, that's not that's not that's not news that's right. not surprising yeah but, um anisha didn't have a girl uh didn't have a girlfriend or a boyfriend um she wasn't involved with anybody at the time so that's that's not a 
an area of concern. Um, and she was pretty shy, so she, uh, I mean, her mom said that they were each other's best friends. Sure. So that just tells you a little bit about, however, the people that she was going to visit in Alamos, Mexico, were a group of older ladies that um, that she was friends with, and um, and they were good friends, and this is something that they did they did on a regular basis. Okay. So she had things to look forward to. She had things to look forward to, and um, yeah, she had things to look forward to. She had a, she had a plan, um, and and then she just disappeared. And I mean, there's. I I've never been to Alaska, but I can tell you that in northern Minnesota, there's a lot of places that you could hide a body. Right. Well, and especially if this Homer is there's one way out and one way in. I mean, it's and it's the same road. You know that just tells you how rural that that well, is. Well, and it, it was a, a peninsula, so it's a long, skinny, you know, a gravel stretch of island right. um, but while that area is maybe um, not so diverse or thick with forest uh, trees and you know tall grass and shrub um, I bet the area on the mainland is right. and so it's 218 miles from Anchorage so there's a, a lot of space yeah. and I guess the hope is is that it was just recently, it was just in October of 2019. And, um, yeah. I, the quote from her, from her childhood friend that said that she loved, you know, young children the way that, in the way that only parents and saints do. Yeah. That was, that's a powerful quote. Yeah, it and is. it talks about somebody who really enjoyed that, that age group. And it's a loss for the community. Yeah, it is. We ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos, along with information and articles used for these cases, can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com. Okay, so my distraction this week is a series of tweets from a woman named Kate Bowler. Um, she posted that... Are you sure it's not Bowler? No, I'm not, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that she could be a Bowler. Yeah, I she mean, could a Bowler be. would be I mean, much more fun last Yeah, name. it could be Kate Bowler. I don't know. Either way, Bowler, <laughs> Bowler. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just being obstinate. <laughs> so she posted on Twitter that every night, in the sweetest voice, my six-year-old asked me a question in order to, to try and stall me from leaving. I commit to documenting these questions every night for the next 30 days because that kid has game. <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, gosh. Oh, I, I only got thirsty. <laughs> yes. After yes. the lights went out. Yep. Oh, yeah. And the most important questions. He takes the cake, though. I mean, he he no. takes the cake. Oh yeah. I mean, I yeah. remember that. That was a long time ago. 
But I remember, I mean, you'd have to kind of, you'd have to yeah. really work up a good enough question to ask oh, yeah. after hours. He's good. He's good. Okay. So I don't, I'm not going to read all 30 because that's a lot. But Maybe I'll need all I have some of the, I have some of the best ones. And most of these I'm going to paraphrase them because it's, it's dialogue. Me, him, me, him. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to paraphrase some of them. Tonight, mom, 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 mom. Okay, mom, have you ever eaten a pumpkin? Come back, mom. Have you ever eaten pumpkin seeds? Mom, what do they taste like? Me. Next night. Me. Good night, sweetie. Him. Mom. Me. No. I love you, but no. Him. Are raccoons awake right now? Mom. They can't kill you. Mom. They don't have sharp enough teeth. Mom, come back. Have you seen them? It is safe. I'm not afraid. Uh, oh, you know, it'd really be terrible to have a child that's smarter than you are. It would suck oh, so they, badly. Oh, they get better. They get better. He just yelled, do you know anyone with one eye? Into the darkness. <laughs> night three. Boy, okay, mom. Good night. Mom, why do you have so much hair? Okay, night. Why is hair made of cylinders? Mom, I want to learn the accordion. Uh, accordial. Accordion. It goes like this, frantically mimes accordion playing. <laughs> Which would be torture for anybody in the household. Mom, come back. Accordions are made of bees. <laughs> you know, maybe they are. They might be. They might be. And, and they're being tortured. So all these little bees are being tortured. But he's squished. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, me, I love you so much. Good night, sweetie. Him. Does dad have a job? Yes. As a ghost pirate? Not exactly. Right, right, right. That was a long time ago when we were a kid in the Civil Wars. Good night, lovey. A long, 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 long good night. <laughs> she just has to cut him off. She, you, you have to. Because <laughs> it won't stop. <laughs> Me. Good night, my love. Him. Good night, mom. This is good. Yeah? Yes. I'm going to sleep now. Me. Perfect. Leaves. Him. Do you believe in the last Megalodon? Him. Quietly. I think he lives in the ocean. The Pacific Ocean. Mom. Pacific? In a cold spot. In the Pacific. In the Pacific. Of course he does. In a cold spot. Right. Him. Yelling. Mom, do you know what hell is? Is magic real? Is a magic trick a trick? Grumbling. Well, now I'm thinking about if the sun is just lava. You know what this kid needs? A sibling. I don't know if she's that he had a sibling. <laughs> I'm just thinking that this child needs a sibling to converse with so that the mom doesn't have to talk right, to him. Right. <laughs> Maybe two. Him praying. And thank you, God, for snakes. Amen. Me. Good night, sweetie. Him. But what is the difference between an ogre and a troll? Him. Are you not list are you not answering because you don't believe in Bigfoot? Him whispering, because he's real. (laughs) (laughs) I see why she's documenting this. Yes, yes. And she's hesitating. Oh, oh, yeah. Just to catch catch the last of it. Yep. Me. Under his breath. (laughs) Yeah. Me. Love you, sweetie. Good night. Him. Good night to all the crystals. Me. Okay. Him. Who was the first person to ever find a crystal? Me. Good night, love. Him. In a cave. With many secrets. Me. I don't know how to explain you to other people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
meet. You did a great job reading. Night love. Him. Why do they call it a library? Me. Night sweetie. Him. Because people lie. They lie about the library? Mom, come back. Why are they lying? Are they lying about the books or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody loves the library, and nobody right. loves it more than a mother. Right. And that didn't work, so. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Me. Night lovey. Him. Does God sleep? Does God sleep on another planet? God didn't make me, Mom. You made me with your body. And when I came out, we looked at each other, and it was love, Mom. I love wolves. Can we make a wolf with a collar, with a crystal on the collar tomorrow? Wolves? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you have to pay attention or you're, <laughs> you're going to miss the right. train of thought right. this kid has. Right. Mom, sometimes I'm so scared of the Yeti. Not the Loch Ness. That is fine, but the Yeti. Me, you're safe. Love you, sweetie. Night. Leaves. Him. Yes, but have you ever been bitten by a tiger? But have you been bitten by a wolf? A bear? So that's a yes? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, son. Me. <laughs> Me. Good night, lovey. He puts his hand on my cheek. Good night, mommy. Stare lovingly at each other. Me. Did you wash your hands? Him. Nope. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Were you playing with a garter snake outside? Him. Huge smile. Kisses my nose. I love him and you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last one. Ugh. This morning, I'm drinking my coffee, staring out the window. He wanders in, wearing PJs, sleepy and quiet. Stumbles over, climbs up, and lies across my lap with his head dangling upside down over the edge of the chair. Him. Mom, do you think you really felt prepared for parenthood? <laughs> that's a threat. I think that's a threat. <laughs> and you know, so and, good. And there, that, that sleepy little boy yeah. uh, in their pajamas, and they're just, that is the best... But they're always a little bit sticky. A little they bit got, sticky. Their, their hands are always yeah. as if they already out of the tub, I would say. <laughs> they're still, there's, it, it's questionable. Oh, gosh, I remember that time. It is. It's. Yeah. You want to stay, but you have to go. Because it'll let go it'll on forever. It'll go on forever. And it does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Mothers of little boys should get hazard pain. <laughs> so my distraction this week is um, the writings of children. So it's a variety of things. So uh, this little this little person uh, was filling out a form. The things I like are candies and toys. Candy and toys. The things I do not like are boy things. Slime and dead frogs. Mm. Live frogs apparently are okay, but uh, the yeah. dead ones. I am good at sports and dancing. I wish that I could fly and make the biggest burps. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting the burps. No. <laughs> I like Mrs. Edwards. She is my teacher. She does meth with us. Valentine's card, and if you could imagine the Valentine, it was a stick person. So there was a stick person, and it says, "The val the card said, Dear Valerie, get out of my life." 
and the sick person's head had been chopped off oh, and was no. sitting on the side. Oh, no. You know, these, the, that's why that's why all the Valentines should be dropped off the night before so the teacher can check them. <laughs> Dear Valerie, get out of my life. Chop the stick person's oh head off. She was very... Impressive. I have a feeling there was a conversation that was had about <laughs> I don't know, but oh, I mean, gosh. you know, really, when you are doing a, you know, hangman, it's probably inappropriate now, and uh, I don't know what Ever. else you call it, uh, but the, when you play hangman, you know, this is a head, right. and this one looked like it had been chopped off. <laughs> I think there was a, like a little drawn axe head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> run, Valerie, run! <laughs> so... This is a note written to um, a, apparently a mom or dad. I'm angry at you, and I'm not talking to you today and tomorrow. P.S. All day. P.S.S. I still love you. <laughs> Which is good to know. Right. Well, you got to throw that in there because you well, just never I, know. Because yeah, you could get a new kid. Right. You, you never just, know. You just I know. I, I mean, I'm I'm gonna get over this. Right. Just not yet. Yeah. Or tomorrow. <laughs> This is a note on a door. It's very clear that this note was written when somebody was very upset because it was all capital letters. Okay. Do not come in if you are these people. Mommy, daddy, or bug. I know, bug. I don't know what bug is. <laughs> I'm thinking name. it's a brother. Yeah. Um, if you want to come in and you are mommy or daddy or bug, you have to pay 50 cents. And I mean it. If you don't come, if if you don't, I will not talk to you. Slide the money under the door. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. Uh, there's a drop box outside the door. There's a drop box. <laughs> you can just put it in my PayPal account. Slide the money under the oh door. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Buck fifty. I feel like I didn't. I that would. I was not. No. First of all. Um. Uh, you sure wouldn't have slammed the door at my house. <laughs> no. No. And even if you closed the door, the sign might would have made my mother laugh. Um, <laughs> not taken seriously. Not taken seriously. And I am very sure that I would not have had a buck fifty slid under there. No. To just buy absolution. Right. No. I would have had to wait till supper. Or the next day. And I I wouldn't be able to keep quiet that long. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dear Dad, why do you want to be a vegetarian? Did mom make you? If she did, you don't have to listen to her. She's not your boss. Oh. Oh, son. You, you, you don't even know. Yeah. Because, yeah, she is. She is of everything and everyone. Of everything. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you want to be a vegetarian? You don't have to. You don't have to. Because hot dogs are Please so good. Please don't. Yeah. Because otherwise <laughs> we're never going to get hot dogs and hamburgers. Or bacon. Um, this is a little... Uh, somebody wrote to their mom, Thank you, Mom, for making food so that I don't die. That, that says it all. It's, right, it's straight, it's to the point, and it's real. Right, it's real, it's concrete. Right. It's, it's immediate, and it shows appreciation. Yep. So this is from Delahandra to Crystal. I'm breaking up with you. P.S. Happy anniversary, though, one month. It's really hard to do this. <laughs> P.S. Happy anniversary, though. One month. Yes, yeah. Because, again, you just never know. You just never know. And it was written from 
to like I mean yeah. like, in case you didn't know I mean <laughs> at one month there's a lot of relationships going on you want to be sure right um, <laughs> when I grow older I will <laughs> I will drink which is spelled D-R-I-N-K I-N-G-K oh, which is exactly drink. how is how you say it sure drink right when I think it's supposed to be wine sure but if you drink wine, you win. <laughs> I, I thought that the spelling drink that way is actually, it's, it's better. It is better. <laughs> Thank you for the amazing squirt gun. I will shoot you with it. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> you know, you should always expect that. Right. Well, I mean, a good part of a, a good thank you note is a thank you, and then what you plan on doing with the gift. Specific. Be right. Specific. So, but you should never give a squirt gun without already having yours right unwrapped, loaded right and ready to go. Yep. Because you only have so much time. Yeah, it won't end well. It won't end no. well, and you want to get your licks in one can. <laughs> <laughs> so this is from a little boy to his mom. Um, dear mom, I was forced to write this to eat. Love, Josh. It was a letter that from camp that uh, requires that kids write home after the first week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, he did he did the task. He did the task, and, and and now mom knows he's still alive. He's still alive, and he's apparently having a great time, which is exactly what you want. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a letter that says that he was forced to write this to eat. That they're they're withholding his food until he writes oh, this letter. Oh gosh. Um, that's probably most letters from. Oh camp. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Until next week. <laughs>